Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Jumpstart. Today's episode is a book review of The Curmudgeon's Guide to Getting Ahead. Don't switch this off. This episode is for those of you continuing your practicum next semester or perhaps student teaching. My name is Kim Venegas, and I'm here to help you become a better, masterful teacher faster. Teaching is tough. I always take the television news with a grain of salt. Is it real? Is it fake? But this clip today seems real, or at least understandable. 60% of Colorado's teachers are considering a change in vocation or early retirement. This isn't national news. This is here in our home state, or at least my home state of Colorado. 60%. We thought we had a crisis now with understaffed schools causing higher class numbers. This is not new news, but certainly the numbers are higher than we have heard before from dissatisfied teachers. They have the same complaints about no support for poor behavior in the classroom, the personal stress of not having what they need, the attitude from much of society, disrespect, along with a lack of trust in their ability to teach, and not surprisingly, the pay. In the 21 years since I began, teacher pay has risen, on average, less than $1,000 per year. For news teachers, and it feels like we're all new at a beginning of a school year or the second half of the school year, this means there are positions available. While you are in a school building, it is so important that you be the professional you want to be. Considering that many school buildings are managed by principals or deans older than you, I thought this look at how a curmudgeon thinks would be helpful. The author, Charles Murray, thinks of himself as a grumpy old man. In supervisory situations, he wants to be young and hip so as not to stand out as old and wise while training subordinates. I'm probably a curmudgeon myself. I'm a baby boomer and I too want to appear young and hip, but I won't be using words like adorbs or whatever anytime soon. But in your best interest to take to heart the way that older people think. Dress code. Business casual used to be easily understood. Casual pants for men and women, a polo shirt for men, and perhaps a blouse or sweater for women. Absolutely, when you walk into schools, you will notice many styles of dress. Check the district dress code. Follow it. Don't try to live on the slippery slope of hip-hugger jeans and too low tops. And when my grandmother, my granddaughter asked me, what is a slip? I know we are too often dressed and your clothes are getting caught in the cracks. Oh, And be sure your shirts and bras have nothing else to be seen. Students will pay attention, but not the attention you want. You're laughing, but I've seen it. One professor suggested trying to do head, shoulders, knees, and toes before you leave the house with a mirror. Anything showing? Find a way to cover it or change. We aren't sitting at desks all day. Teachers are, or should be, up and moving, bending over desks, sitting on the floor with younger students, picking up dropped pencils, erasers, retainers. A word on yoga pants. Just because I choose not to wear them doesn't mean you shouldn't. Another but. Because they are essentially a second skin, cover up appropriately with a tunic or a sweater. Super cute, super comfy. Shoes. Wear comfortable shoes. When you are older, your feet and legs will thank you. Gentlemen, I'm not forgetting you. Believe it or not, I've seen men, young and old, in a band t-shirt from the 90s, or dressed in gym shorts and an unbuttoned polo, hair rumpled, of course. Great for the weekend, not for the classroom. Moving on. Grown-up behaviors include being on time or early. 
You may not use the long line at Starbucks to excuse yourself for being late to class. Language. The F word used to be reserved for that moment when you are so mad you're nearly exploding. A teacher used it once in a team meeting, not even because she was upset. It was like the book, the word book or the word bathroom could have fit in there just fine. It's not. It's a forceful word. I don't like hearing it in the market with young people behind me. I didn't like it being used as part of our team meeting. Those other words too. Keep those words zipped up. Even if your leaders are using them or others on your team, be the better one. A note on formalities with new people. When you are introduced saying, nice to meet you, Mr. or Mrs. is the best way to go. If they want you to call them by their first name, they will tell you, call me Kim. I said this so often in my last few years. My husband, on the other hand, would complain if someone called him by his first name saying, they don't know me. A true curmudgeon, probably enhanced by his 20 years in the army. Just don't assume when someone says, my name is Bob Smith, that they are okay with you addressing them as Bob. Stick with Mr. Smith for now. It shows you have good manners. That's a plus in today's world, wouldn't you say? You've noticed how good you feel when a fast food restaurant says, oh, you're welcome, it's my pleasure, versus here's your change. Don't suck up. You're early in the field of education. Others will know exactly what you are doing and they will judge you. Listen more, talk less, but definitely ask questions. You are not a mind reader. Others are not mind readers. They do not know that you have questions. We must ask if we don't know. We don't want to because we think our diploma means we know it all. We don't. Teacher venting. We all talk about our students. Keep your voices low and don't do it in common areas. And try not to use names. Parents show up at the oddest times, usually the most inconvenient times. Other teachers may have had a different experience with that child. Teacher loyalties change also. We think getting to friend requests on Facebook means we are now BFFs and everything is up to talk about. Nope. It doesn't surprise me anymore when teachers turn on one another and suddenly you're in the principal's office for the error of advocating for your students. Your newfound ideas, sometimes they work. Sometimes the older teachers will not tell you it won't work. Here's an example. A first grade teacher had her students in table groups from the first day of school. We older people want to say, no, don't do that. The kids will never pay attention to you because they're talking to each other. But sometimes we don't say that. We know it has failed for us. Maybe it will work for you. I observed a few newbies this uh, during the first few weeks of school, listened to the teacher becoming frustrated, and then suggested that she put them in rows and columns, just for now, just to get their attention. So what is all this rambling about? Show up on your first day dressed appropriately. Be on time. No excuses about why you were late. Jump into teaching as soon as you can. This is how you learn. One-on-one, -on -one, small groups, then whole groups. Sit in on meetings and do the planning right along with the team. Attend IEP meetings, MTSS meetings, and professional development. Teachers are being hired during their practicum and student teaching. If supervisors, teachers, or principals have noticed that you are strong and ready, they may offer you this opportunity. There are classes that need a teacher in them. Those students just happen to be sitting in other classrooms. Fabulous. Ask for guaranteed support from a literacy coach or a master teacher who you can go to as you need. Time to be the grown-up. Be the teacher. Be the professional you've dreamed of being. 
Get out there and shine and connect with the kiddos. Enjoy your holidays and thanks for listening.